Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Clay Mosley, who's the CEO of Dripify. If you want your marketing to mean something and give you actual tangible leads to give you results and more importantly, to scale up your revenue... You got to check out getdripify.com. Clay has so many incredible free resources, and we talk all about the marketing game on today's episode. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Now, many of you probably know the pain of figuring out marketing. How do I even really sell stuff more? How do I sell it better? There's so much content out there. And, and frankly, a lot of it sucks. A lot of it, you're like, you, you maybe you go through a marketing program or a marketing course and you're kind of like, so like, when's this supposed to work again? Like, what's what's going on with this? Well, in typical good advice fashion, I'm bringing to you a guest today who is an expert in marketing. Not only is he an expert in marketing, but he's also built some kick-ass marketing courses that we're going to be talking about today. In fact, we're going to be talking about all things marketing related for your business, especially if you're someone who you're running a business that you want to sell that high ticket offer, that premium service, not the bottom of the barrel. You're looking for those customers who are really going to pay you what you're worth. We have Clay Mosley on the podcast today. He's the founder of Dripify. You can find out more at getdripify.com. He also has a free community, almost a thousand entrepreneurs strong. You got to check that out on the website. It's going to be down in the episode description below. Clay, it's so great to have you here today. What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, naturally, I have to compliment you. You have an awesome mustache, by the way. Uh, it took me 39 <laughs> years to grow this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like an unspoken rule. Like when another guy has a nice, has a nice, nice beard, nice mustache, you gotta, you gotta give props to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey man, where are you calling in from today? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I'm yeah, in, yeah. I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which. No, are you joking? I'm serious. Yeah. I was I'm gonna say, from I, Little Rock. Are you really? I'm yes, from Little Rock. I am from Little Rock. <laughs> I'm originally from Little Rock. Oh, oh my gosh, this is yeah, crazy. <laughs> I, I just I just moved to Austin uh, two years ago from from Little Rock. So that's there wild. Go. Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow, what a small world. That's, that's crazy. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So where'd you live in Little Rock? I live downtown. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. I lived on the west side of Little Rock until like uh, 2010 when I moved it up to Fayetteville. Nice. So, yeah. That's cool. Fayetteville's good. It's a good area. Yeah, cool. Well, actually, I was going to make a joke about how no one knows what Fayetteville is, but we're like wow. in Austin, but that totally. There you go. I'm like cause... the one. I'm like the one guy in Austin from Arkansas, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, man, it's great to have you on the show today. Um, you know, it feels like it feels like marketing in general can be so ambiguous, and especially it feels like it feels like so many people on social media are basically saying, "Hey, it's so simple, just do this. It's so simple, just do this." But then I know for myself and for a lot of my listeners. It just feels like a beast that's tough to wrangle. 
So tell yeah. us a little bit about, you know, who are you, what you do, and kind of your high-level thoughts on marketing in general. Yeah. So it's um well, I'll just go, I'll go in, into who who I am. So it's funny because like in Little Rock, I had a I, I owned a digital marketing agency. Uh, and we were 25 people strong. Uh, and I grew it. I, I started that in 2015, uh, grew it over four years and then I sold it in 2019. Congratulations. And so, uh, yeah. And then, then uh, pre COVID man, I was pre COVID. Yeah. I was pre COVID. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, it's funny because for like a year I, I did absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I took like well, a year off. I feel like that's the rite of passage for uh, a successful yeah. exiter, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. You grow a business. It's, it's your baby. You sell it. It's, it's frankly, a lot of people's dream is to be able to sell their business. And so, yeah, you got your well-earned vacation. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was hard <laughs> to get back into the groove of things, but sure. like I, I did. And that's, that's where I founded. I, I started Dripify, um, which is, you know, it, from from the from the front from outside looking in, it looks like a typical digital marketing agency, but it's like it's much higher level. And so, like when I had the agency before uh, in Little Rock, we we tackled a lot of the low hanging fruit. Um, just you know, we did things a la carte, uh, just like kind of off of off of a like menu item. You know, like a yeah, like yeah. a menu. You just hey, yes, I want this. Okay, great, pay us a fee, we'll do it. Um, nowadays I, I work with basically some bigger regional, national, some, some international clients. And I would, I would call myself more of a consultant these days than an, than an agency. Um, and so, uh, like most people pay me these days to like find what I call black holes in marketing. Uh, so like, you know, you have the, like this customer journey from prospect yeah. to being a new client to becoming a raving fan. Right. Right. Well, there's like, there's so many like black holes um, where people fall off in that process. And, and that's what I do. I find the black holes in, in their, pro in that process and I patch them. And then, uh, and then you'd be surprised what, what, uh, <laughs> what some of these patches quote, quote unquote will do to the bottom line of your business. And so, um, and I would say like, what's kind of what a lot of people don't realize with their business is that they they focus on the front end of things like the the uh, the, the outreach or what am i trying to say awareness awareness to a cold audience right right uh and that's what they always talk about they always say like i need more leads i mean i need more leads i need more new business new yeah. sales right but what they're completely ignoring is okay what about after that Right. Because when when a client becomes a new client, generally speaking, I still think the trust factor is about 50 percent. It's 50 50 at that point. Right. Yeah. It's like, OK, I'm going to try to buy into something. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to stick around, you know, as a consumer. Uh, so it's 50 50. You know, you got to prove for me to become like a, a loyal client. And so like just like the other half of the sales and marketing process is completely ignored. So that's basically what I do. That's how I make my money these days. Yeah. And it's, it's so valuable because so many, there's two thoughts that I have, and this is maybe even true. Some of our listeners, a lot of people have never even thought about their customer journey. Like you say, customer no, journey. they have not. Yeah. And you're like, wait, well, well, I mean, I sold them. 
I mean, they bought from me. So like, we're, we're good now. Right. And that's the second thing I was going to say was a lot of people like once the money exchanges hands, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go out and find the next person. Yep. You know? and, and a lot of times it's, it's in it, a lot of us, we, we wouldn't, I don't think actually say this out loud, but I think a lot of us do operate with the sense of like, okay, now that I've sold them, what's the minimum I can do to keep them yeah. being like malicious or like mistreating them, but just like, okay, what's, how do I do enough so that they don't hate me or leave me a bad review or what have you? Um, this customer journey concept, I think is really powerful, right? And so- uh, Yeah, it's power. You know, it's so funny. Like right at the beginning, what you said was like all, a bunch of marketers say, you know, do this, that, do do that. Like it's simple, but it is simple. <laughs> yeah. But it's difficult. Yeah. If it's that, like that's- Simple to understand, hard, complicated, I guess, to implement. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's just like, <laughs> it's really not even that complicated to implement things. It's just people just don't do it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> right. It's like, it's at the bottom of the is, barrel. It's like, is it because it's know? not habitual? Like, is, is it like rewiring how you like, why is it? Cause you're right. It, this, this isn't rocket science, you know, yeah. it's like, but yet so few people are actually going through this process of like building out the customer journey like turning them into raving fans. I mean, like what's going on there? I think it, I think it's just like anything else um, that us entrepreneurs and business owners need uh, for any other service, right? So if you think if you take into like accounting or operations or whatever, it's you got to know what you as the business owner are what what you're good at and stick to that lane. Have an understanding of everything else. But let somebody else do those things, right? I, I could do my own accounting if I wanted to. It takes me three full days a month to, to reconcile all my stuff every, you know, like, or I could pay my CPA to do it every month. And I I can just look at the balance sheets and profit, profit and loss statements every like I have an understanding of it, but I let somebody else do it. That's the same thing with marketing. Like business owners, like I would I would venture to say 99% of them are they're not creative enough. They're just not like they either not creative enough or they just don't have an understanding of marketing um, and or they're too busy just running their business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why it's so difficult to execute is because they they uh, they just don't have the skill set or they they have just so many other hats that they have to wear that marketing gets pushed down the totem pole on the on the task list and it just doesn't get done. And so it's just like. Okay, have an understanding of of your customer journey, right? Have an understanding of what marketing and advertising campaigns that that are that's going on. Um, but let somebody else do it. Whether it's somebody on your team, um, you know, if you have an internal person that does that, or an agency, or a freelancer, or somebody else who actually does this stuff every day. Yeah, and it's almost like as a founder, you know, naturally a lot of us we are having to wear a lot of hats. You know, especially when you're just starting off, you probably don't have, I'm going to venture to guess you don't have your team of 20 people when you just start. Um, although I do, I had a guy locally who started a business with 20 employees and I mean, he bottomed out very quickly, but um, <laughs> probably imploded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty, pretty wild, but um, you know, so we're having to wear a lot of hats. We're having to figure out, okay, you know, how do I get just enough like working knowledge, like for that piece of the puzzle to be okay? 
And so yeah. when you get to the point of, yeah, maybe now is time to hire an outside source. Maybe now is the time to, um, it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a weird paradigm because when you're first starting out, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have like all the time I need for all these things. But then once you have enough money to hire that person, there's this really interesting, like, well, I don't know if I want to let that go. Like, I don't know if I want to, if I want to hand that off to someone, which yeah. is odd, especially someone like yourself, who's a total expert who would obviously know how to do it better than, you know, the actual business owner would. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is probably one of the biggest struggles with with running a business is like it's it, so you 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 tackled a couple of different areas right it's like one you're first starting out you're in startup mode you're trying you're trying to stay lean so therefore you do all the things yourself right which I'm a total advocate for like I think you need to stay as lean as possible and and then uh, try to do all the things yourself as much as you can because I, and the reason I think that's important is because it allows you to get the understanding of of how to do certain things right um because i like for example um i know how to do video editing right i'm not a videographer i'm not i wouldn't call myself a video video editor like professional excuse me um so my videographer, but but I know how to do it because I taught myself how to do it. I know Adobe Premiere, like I know all that stuff. I know all the technical stuff. And that, that's what I learned how to do at the beginning. And so when I hired a videographer, I have an understanding of like how long things take. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I know, like if I if we get a new project, I know how long that project should take and what the deadline should be and things like that. So it's good to have like it's good to have like a little bit working knowledge at the beginning, like just do all the things yourself. Now it is super easy to get in this like um what do you call it? Um it's almost like this pit of like you focus on the things that don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. people okay, here's an example for from a marketing perspective. People get so caught up in split testing, right? Or A-B testing, right? So for those that don't know what that is, it's like, it's basically trying like two different options and and seeing what works best, like on your website, for example, right? right? Like what headline is going to work better? This one, this he- headline A or headline B. And so you let, you let headline A run for a little bit, you let headline B run for a little bit, and then you see which one works best. And like, so you can do, you can do split testing with all kinds of stuff, email marketing, subject lines, ad campaigns, stuff like that. But the reality is, is like, you don't need to waste your time split testing until you have a ton of traffic to your website. Otherwise you're split testing for what reason, what the 10 people that go to your website, like that's not the number one concern. The number one concern should be, let's get traffic to the site first. And then you can start split testing once you get a bunch of it. And so that's where a lot of people like fall, they fall back at the beginning is like whenever they start and do the stuff themselves, they get caught in these like these different rabbit holes um, where they, they're just wasting a bunch of time that doesn't matter. It doesn't produce revenue. Right. And so it's it's all about spending time on revenue producing things, basically bottom that, you know, yeah, I mean, the it's, it's another very simple concept, but this is really transformational for businesses. I remember there was a guy, he was a roofer who had like put all of his like, you know, in-person like networking events and all this stuff, like on the sites so that he could build out 
like a six month, like content plan. And so he was like, you know, what do you need to know about your roof? Like, how do you spot a loose shingle? And which are all, it's good things to do, but he had gotten something like four or five months deep into really like building this stuff out. And his revenue had totally tanked because he was no longer doing the things that had brought Mm -hmm. him money before. And so, and it all was kind of based in this whole concept of like, what do you mean? You got to have a a content plan. Yes. But, you know, now you're deep in this hole of writing as a roofer instead of, you know, actually being out (laughs) on people's roofs. So well, that's the difference between like having a short term plan and a long term plan, right? You got to have both. And his problem was, is he only had a long term plan. Yeah. Right. That did not produce short term results. You know, it's like, yeah. But but don't you kind of like, I mean, for me, I kind of feel bad for people in the sense of, like I see these ads constantly where um and it's not it's not necessarily like good or bad in the sense of like I don't fault people for running these ads, but I see like the ad that pops up that says, Hey, if you could just get your email campaign up, here's the results. You know, hey, just just do X and it's gonna get you Y results, you know, in 30 days or less. And so everyone knows how I mean, a lot of my listeners, we know how hard it is to run a business, like to actually this mm-hmm. isn't like it, no one quit their job to, you know, now we have our feet up every day and just the money's rolling in. I mean, being an entrepreneur is hard work. It's it's grueling, right? For so you sure. see this ad that pops up that says, hey, just do this one thing. It's going to totally transform your business. And so I kind of understand why the roofer now is, you know, knee deep in blog posts and he hasn't been on a roof in two weeks, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, Outside of that, you're like, what are you doing? But like, when the person's mine, I kind of get it. I kind of feel bad for them. I don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 um, and I, I think it's shiny object, object syndrome is sure. basically what it is. You know, it's like they see this, this promise and, and they, they, you know, someone says, oh, yeah, try this email thing or this content plan for 30 days or whatnot. <clears throat> and, uh, and so they go with it because it says, oh, yeah, you, you know, guaranteed you'll get results. But the fact is, is like, not, yes, that stuff could work. It, it works for sure. Um, but point number one is you got to do all the things that they say, right? Assuming this, this is a good marketer, right? I, I would venture to say that 90% of marketers are crap. Um, yeah. But assuming it is a good marketer who has done their stuff and like they actually, this program or whatever they're advertising uh, they actually did prove with real case studies. You got to do all the things, but two, um, you got to know it doesn't work for everybody. It just doesn't, right? And like that's that's why it's um, especially at the beginning. And and um, you have to you have to try a lot of different things. And I, I always go by the eighty twenty rule. It's like eighty percent of your time and resources and budget should go towards the things that work. And then you should spend 20% of your resources um, testing new things, Mm. right? Because the marketing world is changing all the time. So in the marketing world, you know, uh, the, the, let's just take the average business owner, the average business founder who, you know, they're trying to sort of up level their offer into something premium. They're trying to really have that business that, you know, maybe their business has always been a side hustle and they're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I want this to be my main gig. I'm ready to leave the nine to five. I'm ready for this to be something sustainable. Um, what this is such a loaded question. So I apologize. What's no, the good. secret though for for 
an offer that works for an offer that that gets people attention that you know isn't clickbaity but actually is sustainable for you know a, a healthy sales pipeline yeah that is a loaded question so uh, we're <laughs> talking about that all down into yeah. one sentence no yeah <laughs> so we're talking about a premium level here correct yeah all right so we're talking high ticket yeah. offers okay so yeah, yeah. um I, I will tell you my experience with it and so I, I don't know if this is going to work for everybody, but it's been it's worked for me and it's worked for a few of my clients. I think it comes down to two things, th- really three things. Okay, um, is one your brand, uh, and everybody hears that, right? Mm. It's like uh, you get your brand. No, like you got to have your brand on point. Like if you are a roofer, all your guys need to be in the same uniform, right? You got to yeah. put. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the same processes. You gotta, you know, you gotta do uh, all the things. Like, so, like, just brand in general has got to be spot on. It cannot be like Bob's roofing in black letters <laughs> on a white creepy van. That, yeah, you know, that, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to a woman. She sells a uh, picnic events for people, yeah. and it's not like I envision like a blanket with like a little wicker basket, but it's like like an event, like date thing she does. And she was talking about like charging more. And she's like, I feel bad as I pull up and I like pull out all the stuff out of the back of my car. And I was like, I mean, do you think like maybe instead of just like stuffing in the back of your car, like a college student, you could have like a branded bag. I mean, that's what, that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's, it's oh, having sure. the, you know, it's the, the image. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You got to look, you got to <laughs> look Gucci, right. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you got to look expensive. That's right. You know, it's and and you don't have to spend a ton of money to have that look, you know, compared to especially in like the trades, you know, and I'm just bringing this up because you you brought up roofing. Um, it's not hard to do it in trades. Right. And it's just but my whole point here is like point number one, your brand, but it's more brand image. You got to look yeah, yeah. expensive. And, and I think like balancing this for our listeners, like we're not talking about like, you need to go out and buy like a thousand dollar watch. Like right. a good example was I was on a call with someone and he was in his kitchen and behind him, he had the open box of cereal. You know, it looked like just a schlub, but you know, these are like the, if you want to attract that kind of customer, you got to look the part. You got, <laughs> you know, you can't <laughs> you do you can't, you gotta look. You gotta watch this video and see the nice mustache that that Clay has. I mean, you gotta <laughs> you gotta groom yourself a little bit, you know. But anyway, I keep interrupting you. Continue. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So brand image is 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 uh, the first thing. The second thing is uh, pricing. You gotta price yourself out of the cheapies, right? Mm-hmm. So like, <clears throat> there's there's uh, it's not my concept. I, I can't remember where I heard it heard it, but there's like freeple people. Cheaple people, uh, preple people, and feeple people. Have you heard this concept? No, <laughs> All right. I've never heard this. There's Which four types of rare because I normally everything I've used. I mean, a lot of the same stuff gets circulated, but I haven't <laughs> yeah. heard this actually. So, oh, good. Okay, yeah, good. This, this will be a, on the podcast. I'm glad this might be a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, cheaple people are the people that are always looking for a discount, yeah. right? They're they're willing to pay something, but you know, they're cheapskates, right? Like they just, they're always looking for some sort of discount and they're looking for the cheapest thing. The freeple people always want stuff for free, right? They're always looking for the free things, right? The feeple people are the ones that are like, 
I'm willing to pay a fee because I know like good service requires to pay more money. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's people people, which is the premium people yeah. who not only will are, do they understand they have to pay a fee, but they want the best all yeah. the time, no matter what they're buying. Yeah. Like if there is a top tier level that they can buy, they will always biggie size that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, you have to understand in your business that which audience your business caters to currently and where you want to be. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with being in any of those. Well, except for the free pool people, because you're not going to make any money. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being the other three. You just got to cater your marketing and your brand image to right. that audience, right? And so if you're going to be pre people, people, like the premium people, again, goes to brand image. It goes to looking expensive, but like you got to price yourself at that point. So um, like, so for example, uh, I work with uh, some chiropractors, for example, right? I would say the average price for, for a chiropractor is probably somewhere around the $40 of visit um, to get adjusted. Mm-hmm. And that's the average, right? You're like middle of the road. And there's, there's some places that are like 20 bucks or 15 bucks. I have some clients that charge $135 a visit and it's all cash, wow. no insurance. Yeah. And they are rolling in the dough. Yeah. And so they, they have priced at $135 a visit. Do you think those people who who want to pay the fifteen or twenty dollars a visit, or even forty dollars a visit, are even going to entertain one hundred and thirty five dollars? No, right. Like they are catering towards the premium level people who want nothing but the top tier. And 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 here's what's really cool about pricing: if you can, every industry is different. If you can figure out where that tipping point is, it's like, let's just say, uh, let's just say, like. Uh, this this chiropractor example. So, uh, forty dollars a visit. Sure, it, it's that's average. You can like that person can probably raise their price to like fifty, sixty, seventy dollars a visit. But man, those people are complaining, right? They they're nothing but like just they're just bitching and like oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, can I can I curse, you can curse on it? Yeah, okay. it's okay. <laughs> All right, so they're good. just like <laughs> yeah, good, so they're like good. bitching, complaining about like. Uh, you know, oh, you raised it like five dollars, ten dollars yeah. a visit. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's too expensive, blah blah blah. But like, if you raise it to one hundred and thirty-five dollars a visit, those people, yes, they're they're going to be complaining. They're just going to fall off, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to pay it. But those people that can't afford one hundred and thirty-five dollars a visit, it's pennies to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they have plenty of money. They don't care. Like, I have clients that pay me twenty-five thousand dollars for a week's worth of work, and it's like a drop in the bucket to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. versus like my other agency, we charge people like $200 a month for some some services and that was like 100% of their budget and then they just <laughs> they're super high maintenance. So like there's yeah, a yeah. difference, right? There's a tipping point. What can so, you get me for 50 bucks? Right? <laughs> like like, uh, on, like a SEO for 50 bucks, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Um well, so is, anyways, this point is number such, 2 is pricing. This is such a great concept though because I think for our listeners you know, guys, it's it's understanding you you cannot be 
the answer to everyone. And I think a lot of us, when we're a new business owner, we're, and, and a lot of us, I think in entrepreneurship, there is like this element of like, I want to help people. I want to make a difference and all that stuff. That's very wholesome. And so there's this sort of like, oh, well, I, I want to, I want to work with as many people as possible. And especially, you know, we're thinking about income salary, you know, how do I have the same salary maybe that I had at my nine to five, but guys, you have to accept, you cannot work with everyone because the cheap person and the premium person are not going to both be your customer. And and Clay, I know a lot of people really stress out about that, especially like when you mm-hmm. raise the price from $40 to $55 and that person really gives you hell about it, keeps you up people. at night. Yeah. And you get your, you start to, there's a lot of negative self-talk. Like, am I really doing the right thing? Or um, I think about my wife, for example, she runs a, like a language one-on-one tutoring business. She started charging $10 an hour. And I mean, she was swamped. And it took a lot to get her up to, she charges $50 an hour now, but she was like, no one's going to work with me anymore. And it was like, mm-hmm. no, you're partially right. The cheap people aren't going to work with you anymore, but the people <laughs> who are, you know, okay, yeah, this is like a hobby. Like, I mean, they're going to pay for it. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're nailing these points, by the way, this is great, great advice. Um, yeah. And if, third, if you, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. And if you just one last thing on the pricing, like as soon as you price yourself to the top tier, like people will just assume that you are good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they don't even have, they don't even have to meet you. Some people will just assume that you're good. Yeah. You know, Um, not to say that you weren't, people aren't good, like at $20, you know, but like there's, there's a perception there. Right. Yeah. Um, So point number one is brand image. Point number two is pricing. Point number three, I think is the, is probably the most important to me is experience. Right. So like what happens when people buy? Mm, yeah. It's the experience that the that the consumer or or client or customer goes through at that point. Now, so here's here's an example. Like in, well, before I go into an example, this is kind of just going into this. This has to be something that people do that your competitors are not doing. It's like two steps above right. and it's in the the word here that people have to like business owners that are listening have to try to um uh achieve here is unexpected like that's the word yeah if you do something that is completely unexpected by your client then you've achieved it so so a couple examples uh one something that happened to me I hired uh, a a floor carpet cleaner. Pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't expect that much, right? I'm expecting them to just show up on time, clean carpets, yeah, clean the carpets and clean the floors. Yeah, boom, pay the fee, done, right? Yeah, <laughs> they already like before they came out, they already achieved like uh, uh, the unexpectedness level. Yeah by when i booked an appointment and i did it online and by the way if anybody if you're not in like have some marketing automation like you need to and we can have a whole podcast episode on that but i booked it online and the first thing that i got and this is just so simple and just to show people it doesn't cost that much money to do these things i got a text with a picture of the actual tech that was going to be coming out, that's already unexpected. But mm-hmm. 
the cool thing was, is they go, he said, they, they said, Hey, Eduardo's coming out to uh, coming out to your, your office on this day, blah, blah, blah. Um, here's a couple of fun facts about him. He's a big star Wars fan and he has like two kids, right? Yeah. So I didn't have a kid at the time, but I love Star Wars. <laughs> and so I already knew that he and I were going to hit it off. Like I already had something to talk about with him yeah. before he even showed up. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there's already instant rapport. And so like that was completely unexpected. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> so that, like they're my carpet cleaner for life. Right. I, yeah. I'm not going to go anywhere. Like that, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, another, and it, well, and it cost them nothing. Like you it said, cost them it cost them nothing. And yeah. I think I love the genius of this whole conversation because, you know, they didn't, they didn't spend a ton of money on anything, but they were, they were cognizant of the fact of what do my customers care about? It's the trustworthiness of a stranger coming in my home. Yeah. So especially in the, in the contractor yeah, I mean, here's yeah. the person. Here's what they care about. It humanizes them. And like you said, that instant rapport, um, that was a very smart business decision. Um, I think you're about to give another example, by the way. Yeah, another another example that costs nothing. In fact, it saves people money. Um, because, so like when it comes to like birthdays, for example, I don't know about you. First of all, people just don't do they don't do anything on birthdays for the most part. Like business owners don't typically send birthday stuff to, but when they do. It's usually just like, hey, here's our corporate birthday card. Let yeah. me just sign it. Like, you know, and you know what happens? Like, I just throw that shit in the recycle bin. Like, yeah. I don't, I, ooh, okay. Your secretary got you to sign something and for like two seconds and that's it. But there was another company that, um, that did something that, that cost them nothing. It cost, it cost the CEO about 10 seconds worth of time. He recorded a selfie video and he said, Hey, Clay, I know it's your birthday. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. And instead of a lame, boring birthday card. So I hope you have a good one. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent me that video. And I know, <clears throat> I know that the, like, he could have pre-recorded a whole bunch of names. Right. But like the fact that he said my name, yeah, like it's personal. It didn't cost them a card. didn't cost them a 50 cent stamp. You know, it didn't cost him the time to go mail it. Um, and and it was a direct message from the CEO. Yeah. So that is a like that's completely unexpected, doesn't cost that much time. So that that's another example of like something that doesn't cost that much money. It's just you just gotta achieve that unexpected level. Yeah, and, and again, use the phrasing customer experience. And so often we just we just think we we often think customer experience means I didn't yell at the customer. Yeah. And like we think that like giving them the bare minimum was <laughs> yeah, expected, I, right? I give great customer service or like a lot, you know, I I run my own local like entrepreneurial gig, like community. And um someone will come and they'll say, Yeah, we're really awesome. I'll say, Okay, well, what separates you from your competitors? Um, customer service. That's like the number mm-hmm. one answer I always hear. But so few of us are actually building out that intentional customer experience that you're talking about. And it, it really does make a difference. Um, the industry that I feel like suffers from this the most is insurance. You only mm-hmm. ever hear from your insurance agent when it's the next year and it's time to re-up and you get a phone call. Hey, just want to make I sure, mean, you know, are you good? They want to sell you a life insurance policy. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm, support. I'm like, I don't even know. And it's like a different, actually for me, I'm like, is this the same guy as last year? Or is this someone else? I don't, I don't know. 
but mm-hmm. it, there's no concept of customer experience. And I think for our listeners, I mean, this hands down will revolutionize not just the customers you're serving, but them coming back to you for the next thing they want to buy from you. Because yeah. now they know what you stand for. They know what the experience is like, and they know that they're not going to get that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. In my case, I had a really great experience with like a pest control place and I did, I did move away and the other one was so bad. I didn't realize how good that I had it. And it was like, please let me come back to you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so fun, now I'm yeah. with them for life. So it's, uh, you know, if first for, uh, it's really easy to think about experience. So like, um, people think default to customer service. Um, but I want people to think about like the senses, right? Uh, what they see, what they hear, what they smell, what they taste, right? What they can feel. And so like, like another example is so the same chiropractic office that, that, that's one of my clients wanted to up the, like, so he went from $75 to $135 a visit, right? So that's a big jump. And I said, okay, well, when people first come and visit your office for the first time or even the second time, but what do they experience? And his office looked like a typical, like sterile hospital, like yeah. clinic, like, blah, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I think hospitals have such a negative feeling. Like you only go to the hospital, uh, when you're sick, right. Or something's wrong with the exception of like, if you're having a baby. Right. Um, so I was like, you need to get away from this sterile look and feel. And so what we did is we changed the clinic to look like a living room at a home. Mm. Right. So you had a couch. You got lamps instead of fluorescent lights, right? Sight, right? right? <laughs> um, you got, uh, we chose music to play in, in the clinic. So what was a lot is so, I think this is so common sense, but so I think a lot of people don't think about this. They play music that they themselves like. Mm. So this guy loves like 80s rock, but his, his clients are like a bunch of uh middle-aged women right they yeah. probably don't like 80s rock so we changed the music to fit <laughs> what they want to hear right um and then we put in like so smell we mm-hmm. put in like these diffusers with like essential oils yeah um and then and then like touch and taste um we he had so before he had like a little keurig coffee thing like hey you can go get coffee if you want like just get the little cup yeah. but self-service right i said dude get rid of that Mm-hmm. Uh, instead have your, your front person, instead of calling them a receptionist or a secretary, call them a patient concierge. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for every single person that walks in, don't tell them, Hey, there's drinks over here. Say, Hey, would you like orange juice, water, or coffee? I can get you, I can get you any of the three. Yeah. So like, you know, like instead of saying, Hey, there's drinks over there, help yourself give them the, the three options of what you are going to give them. Yeah. And they're going to choose one of the three instead of a yes or a no. You yeah. know what I mean? It, so like it, all of those things, just like it, it, it plays into the senses. It doesn't make a difference too, because I've, I've gone into places that I'm working like customers and the front desk person says, Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? And you're kind of like, Oh, like you immediately feel like this sense yes. of like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll take a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, but see, it's so funny to me how like these little, these are little tiny things. They're small things. I was talking to, I was having coffee with someone yesterday 
and they have a similar practice like this chiropractor, but she was even pointing out how they've even got it down to the detail of being cognizant of the, like the metal bed, like being cold to sit on, like when you're in your gown, like, okay, what can we do about that? Like, how do we make this feel more warm and cozy rather than, like you said, sterile and obnoxious? Yeah. Um, it's great advice. Clay, we're, we're actually, unfortunately out of time. Uh, I feel like I could just keep talking to you about this kind of stuff. This is yeah, awesome. I can, go, I can go all day on this stuff. For people who are listening, <laughs> one, they want to they wanna follow you. They want to know, okay, how do I learn more from this guy? And then two, they want to work with you. What are the two best ways for them to do each of those things? Uh, so probably the best place to kind of follow me is to join my, uh, my community. So it's getdripify.com slash group and follow the steps there. They can go uh, and join the group. Um, to work with me, um, honestly, it's they could um, Instagram is probably the best place. So it's uh, at Clay Mosley Live, C L A Y M O S L E Y L I V E, and they could just DM, DM me there. I don't have a contact form, quite honestly, okay. I don't, on my my website, um, because. Again, my audience does not uh, fill out contact forms. Sure, <laughs> they, <sure. laughs> if they want to work with me, they figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, Clay, it's been so great having you on the podcast today. So many great insights, and I just appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, for our listeners, I'm going to put getdripify.com and also the group extension is going to be down in the episode description below. I'm also going to have his Instagram. It's going to be down below. So make sure you click on that and check out for more information. And hey, if you've been checking out the podcast and you like the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe button, click the follow button so you can keep getting our good advice wherever you are, wherever you are in your business. Uh, don't forget also, if you love the podcast, you want to support the podcast, you can do that on our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice for as little as a cup of coffee or the price of a cup of coffee. You can continue to help us bring on amazing guests like Clay and continue to share our good advice across the globe. Hey, I appreciate you. And that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.